0: I want you to realize, friends, is that that rhythm is actually there's actually more to rhythm than just uh, music and 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 dance. We don't think about it a lot, but rhythm. Watch this. Actually, shows up in almost everything we do. It shows up everywhere. So rhythm is in uh, rhythm is in. There's rhythm in your heartbeat, right? There's rhythm in your breathing. There's, do you know that there's a rhythm in conversation? You ever have a conversation with people? What happens is you sync yourself up with rhythm. There's rhythm or a cadence. It's my daughter's name. It means a, a, a measurement of, of, of rhythm, right? Moving in rhythm. There's, there's rhythm right now in, in my preaching, right? And so I can start talking like this, and we're, we're all going to go, and preachers going, and there's a rhythm here. And then I bring it back down, and I go, my oh God see the rhythm, the rhythm, like it captures you and there's, there's rhythm in everything. There's rhythm in your walking. Like you can't walk without, without rhythm and run without, a, there's a rhythm to it. And what happens is if you're walking with somebody or you're running with somebody, you end up, without even thinking about it, you end up syncing with, watch this, you sync with their rhythm. Because I can't walk with you if you're walking in a different rhythm than I'm walking, right? So I, how many of you, you got, you got those, those people in your life, this is Tatum, Like she's a, like a fast walker. I'm like, girl, are we like, are we working out right now? Or are we walking right now? I, I need to know because... I can't keep up with you, right? And then she just, she walks with purpose. You know, we're getting there. I'm more like, oh, such a great day. You know, it's like, and she gets frustrated with me. I get frustrated with her. But we've got to find like that, that rhythm. And you, you, you find yourself syncing up with others without even thinking about it. So there's, there's rhythm everywhere. And see, what most people don't realize, and here's what I want you to think about today, is that rhythm, it's actually a gift from God. It, like, he, he created our lives to be lived in the context of, of rhythm. And here's why that's important. Because if you don't understand it, you get out of sync. And here's where some of us are today. This is why we're preaching this message. There are so many people right now whose lives are out of sync with, with God's intended rhythm for them. And when your life is out of sync with God's rhythm, you feel it in your soul. It messes with you like like it it drains you. Come on. There you are. Hello. Come on. Right? You with me? It it, it drains you. And some of you are in that place today. And I just can I have permission to talk to you? You have got to sync yourself up with the rhythms that God has intended to be um, as an anchor in in your life. There are certain rhythms that God intends for you to live your life in sync with. Let me say that again. If you want to take notes, it's a good time. There are certain rhythms that God intends for you to live your life in sync with, right? And when you are not living your life in sync with those rhythms, okay, it's actually, we, we'll, we'll get there next week, it's actually sin I'll show this to you biblically, but it'll actually start to deteriorate your soul. It'll deteriorate your relationships. It starts to deteriorate the, the life that God came to give you. He came to give you life and life more abundantly, but because you're out of sync with his rhythm, okay, you actually never get to experience this life that he came to to give you. All right? So are you, you with me so far? Can I show it to you biblically? You ready? Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. You know, it's always interesting when you go back to creation, you go back to first things, because God, in first things, gave us, gave us um, pictures and 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 glimpses of what, what was to come. Okay? So when you go back to Genesis chapter chapter 1, and in Genesis chapter 1, verse 14, here's what we read. God said, Let lights appear in the sky. Pause with me for a second. Don't read ahead. Look at it. God is about to create life, right? And there's already, as you're paying attention to Genesis, there's already rhythm, right? Uh, it says that that you know, evening and morning were the first day. Then evening, and, and he creates again. This is evening and morning, with were were the second day. And he creates again, evening and morning, were the third day. Now you get to the fourth day. Life has not yet been created. Please pay attention to that. There is no man walking earth yet. There's not even fish in the sea yet. There's no animals uh, on the shore yet. But God is building, right, the foundation for what's going to sustain life. Does that make sense? So he's given light, because without light, there is no life. We did a whole message on that. But not only does he give light, watch this, he gives rhythm. So before he can introduce man or living things, he has to introduce rhythm. Watch this. On the fourth day, God said, let lights appear in the sky. Watch this, why? To separate day from night. To let them be signs to mark seasons, days, and years. Do you see that? God said, before I could put man on earth, I have to create rhythm. There has to be a marker for day and night, for for years, for seasons. And now that there are these markers, I can introduce man to the rhythm. So when, when Adam stepped into Eden, he stepped into a rhythm that God created of day and night. And season and year and man was intended to live within that dance. It's how he intended man to thrive. Think about it. The seventh day, we get to the seventh day in in, in Genesis, and it said that that after every day, God kept saying, "It is good, it is good, it is good." And you get to the seventh day, and what does it say that God did on the seventh day? Help me out, somebody. He did what? He rested. And so there on the seventh day, watch this, he's introducing yet another rhythm. Six days of work, one day of rest. Six days of work, one day of rest. And if God is introducing that in the beginning of creation, you and I need to pay attention to it. And some of you have never even thought about it. You've never even stopped to contemplate that God intends for you To be in rhythm some of you are so out of rhythm right now life feels chaotic you feel like you can't you feel like you're drowning you can't keep your head above water and it's a mess because you just have not yet come back to what god created you to live in come on am i preaching to anybody today you with me some of the biggest problems in our life right now in our society right now is we're becoming rhythmless so God could have, I means God. I don't know if it's going on with my mic, guys, but if you, uh, maybe down a little bit so it doesn't um, feed back. He's God. He could have, listen, he could have created a rhythmless society, right? I mean, he's God. He could be like, good luck, everybody. There is no day, there is no night. It's just constantly day or it's constantly night. Or it's constant, he could have done that. But God in his wisdom knew that you and I would need these, these anchor points in our life in order to thrive. So he creates this this rhythm. Now watch this. How can I best say this? God ordains rhythm, but then we show up and go, ah, don't need it. I'm gonna do my own thing and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna work like crazy. And just go, 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 Others of you like like well I you know I don't I don't work like crazy. Problem is you're not working at all. Right? Like well, why does it feel why does it feel so, you know, don't get on me, Pastor. I'm not I'm not a workaholic. No, you're lazy. Right? And either one of those will mess you up. I'll tell you some of the like the, the worst day, some of the worst days in my life are the days where I get stuck in guitar center. You know what I'm talking about? Like, have you ever like gone into a guitar set or some musician going to a guitar set? Like, oh, check that out. Said, I had a bunch to do today, but now I'm sitting in a guitar set, playing this Taylor and going over. Here. Oh, the Martin sound better than the Taylor too. Like, and pretty soon, like six hours have gone by, and I'm like, Ugh, I just feel gross. It's like how you feel after you get you get stuck on Instagram. You know, you had a lot to do, but now, now you feel like what? Well, come on, it, right, doesn't it feel gross? It just feels gross. Like some of you like young, younger generation TikTok. Ah, 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 oh. And like, like hours, like you should have gone to bed like a long time ago. It's two in the morning. Put down, This later on in my message, we'll get there. But you see, like you, you've broke, you've, you've broken the rhythm and, and society's handing you all these things that, that help you get out of the, out of the rhythm, right? You have right now, I'm preaching this next week, I'll give you, I'll give you a taste of it, but. You have right now in a society this, this pressure, this, this thing happening, even within work, right, where, where some of our executives are, are getting, I, and I don't mean to pick on you. I'm just telling you what it says. Some of our executives are getting paid more than ever before. And then what's happening is some of our, some of our you know, um, first-tier employees are getting paid less than ever before. So here's what's happening. is because you're getting paid more than ever before. They're expecting more of you than ever before. And so now you got to work harder than ever before in order to keep up the pay that you got that's bigger than you've ever had than, than ever before. So now you're caught in some crazy cycle of working like mad. And it got intensified in COVID because what happened in, in 2020 is, is that they, we had to do a bunch of layoffs. And so what do you do with all, that, all the stuff that needs to get done? Well, we, we give people a raise and give it to them, right? It's literally what happened. Or you don't get a raise and we're still giving it to you. And then all of a sudden this lower, and this is next week, just a little preview. And then all of a sudden the lower tier, right, It's not getting paid enough, so what's happening? People are having to work two jobs, three jobs. They're incredible employees, but we're straining people to this place where all we do is go, 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 go. And our society is becoming unraveled. Why? Because we have forgot how God set this up. Rhythms. Like, you've got to get your life in rhythm with God and how he's designed this to be. God worked six days and took a day off. God did that. Who do you think you are? Right? So for some of you, like, life is just kind of happening to you. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not even in control anymore because you you there is so much demand and there's so much pressure and it's just life's happening to you you wake up every day and you're slave to this machine and life is happening to you and and here's what here's what happens come on I know I'm, I know I'm hitting some some spots in some of you but as your pastor I love you enough to talk about this stuff right like you're 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 enslaved to this machine that's destroying everything you love but you don't know how to get out of it. And I don't, in this series, I don't know that I can give you like, well, here's what you're going to do, but what I want to give you is the gift of conversation. You gotta start talking about it. You, you've got to address it. I don't know that I know the answer, but I am gonna open the can of worms. You're welcome, all right? You wake up every morning enslaved to this thing and, and life is happening to you. Like, it's, it's dragging you along on some wild, out-of-control ride to nowhere in particular. That's what it feels like. You're being dragged along on some crazy ride to nowhere in particular. You keep telling yourself, someday I'm going to, and someday I'm going to, and someday I'm going to, and things will finally someday, and that someday never comes. Every time you're at the edge of the someday, it's going to change. Listen, and all the while, your kids are getting older, and all the while, like, life is happening all around you, and you're just enslaved to these really bad rules. Rhythms. Are we okay? You still love me? And I know because I've I've done it. I've been there. I've lived it. I've I've, I've given myself to it. For you, there's no sense of, of, of rest. There's no sense of strength. You feel like you're drowning. You're barely keeping your head above water. Life's happening to you. There's others of you where life's not happening to you. Life's happening around you. Like and so you you're the one who's you've checked out you you don't you 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 you've um you're kind of sitting on the sidelines right, and it's just kind of happening all around you, and for you it seems like you don't really have any footing you're not really involved you're not engaged you've, you've withdrawn yourself you see and and this is what's happening in our society is it's polarizing polarizing people Are you with me, so. Right now, we don't have healthy routines. Like, so morning and evening have lost their feel. It all kind of blends together, bleeds together. Sundays have lost their significance, the church in America. And 2020, even added to that all the more. And everything's being blurred together. Without rhythms, again, remember today, my goal is just to get you thinking about it. Talking about it. Without rhythms, it will, it will wear on your soul. You know, one of, the, one of the strangest things about 2020, can go back with me? I don't want to be like It's always going back to 2020, but I can't help it today. One of the weirdest things about 2020 for a lot of us was that it messed up what? It messed up our rhythms, like good and bad. Like some of you had some really bad rhythms It messed it up. You're like, I lost my rhythms, like good like you needed to lose that rhythm in your life. Others of us, we had really good rhythm and things were happening. I mean, i am telling you like citizens, we had insane rhythm, like, in, like insane momentum, like it was wild and 2020 comes along and it just, it kind of tweaks all the rhythm, right? And that doesn't mean that we now have to move forward rhythmless. No, we know God wants us in rhythm. And so we got to, some of us, you gotta, you gotta find your rhythm again. Others of you, you, gotta, you were in bad rhythm and you gotta find some healthy rhythms now, right? And some of us have, have allowed 2020 to, to, in this season, to push us into unhealthy rhythms, right? That you actually need to address right now. And you're going to address it in this series. You're going to get out of it, stepping in to, to some healthy, healthy rhythms. Without rhythm of, of rest in our life, we're always on edge. Without rhythms of work in our life, we, and we'll talk about these things we, we, don't, we don't accomplish. We don't, there's just something. There's something about accomplishment, right? There's something about painting a wall. Like, I, I tell you, does that make sense? Am I preaching to me? Like I, like, I do a lot of ministry. I do ministry, I love ministry. This is my heart, this is what we're born for. But, but sometimes ministry kind of feels like, I had a week, what did we do? Did we, you know what I mean? Like, you can't look and say, look what we did, you know? I, I, love, I love doing, I, I painted my garage wall three times in the last three weeks. Because I had this brilliant, I'm going to paint it red. And I painted it all red. And I went back and, I go, look at my red wall. I went, That's horrible. That's hideous. That's gross. You know, so then I went and I painted it gray. And there's just something about looking, going, look what I did. The paint. it gets it, dead. right? Work. We're going to talk about that. Rest and, and work. Seasons. Like, if you don't understand seasons, look, we're going to talk about this. If you don't understand seasons, you're going to be trying to do in one season what you're not meant to do until the next season. So, seasons, like, you've got kids at home. And so that season is looking, is supposed to, intentionally, I'll show it to you scripturally, it's supposed to look different than the season when the kids move out of the home, than the season when you're, when you're a, a grandparent. The season of, of singleness and no children is supposed to look different than, right? And what happens is if in the season of kids, you're trying to do what you used to do in the season of singleness, you're going to mess up your kids. Or if in the season of kids, you're trying to do what you're supposed to do in the season of, of retirement, you're gonna mess up your kids, right? Does that make sense? So you have to understand your seasons. Some of you are gonna move through seasons of of health. You move through seasons of, of, of sickness where you're wrestling with something. Well, guess what? In that season, it's okay to go, I'm in a season. I cannot do what I used to do in the season of health. I'm in a different season. And you have to, in order to get healthy, embrace the season. Is everybody with me? I think it's interesting that when you get out of Genesis chapter one, by the, and you start moving toward Exodus. You know what happens in the book of Exodus? The book of Exodus, the children of Israel are taken captive. They, they become slaves in Egypt, okay? And, and what's so interesting is that what marks their season of captivity is that there is no, watch this, there's no rhythm in their season of captivity, watch. So a rhythmless life is going to enslave you. And it's, it, it's interesting that as you move from Genesis and Eden and all of its rhythms, you end up in Exodus, and the children of Israel, they're taken captive in Egypt. And what's interesting is that during their time of captivity, as they are forced to be slaves, as they are making bricks, what else comes to the surface is that there is no rhythm. There is no mention in the first several chapters of Exodus of days, of weeks, Of seasons of years, it's just it's just constant, relentless work. Okay, Exodus chapter one, verse fourteen. They made their lives bitter. The Egyptians made the life of the children of Israel bitter with harsh labor in brick and mortar with all kinds of work in the fields and in all the harsh labor, the Egyptians worked them ruthlessly, like, or continually. That's all they did. Work, 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 work. Guys, listen. Some of you think, this is what I need to do is work, 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 work. No, that's Egypt. That That's what the Pharaoh, that's what, that's what slavery was doing to the children of Israel. Do you know that the moment God showed up to redeem, this is beautiful, watch this, to redeem the children of Israel out of slavery, it's, right, it's on the eve of their deliverance. And there's, God's about to perform his last miracle um, in Egypt. Remember the plagues. So it's this last plague. It's called the Passover plague. And it's the eve of when they're now going to step out of slavery and move toward the promised land. The very first thing that happens, that Eve before they move, is that God actually reintroduces his people, the very first sentence, to rhythms. Watch this Exodus chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, This, what? This month is to be your first month, the first month of your year. And soon after this, so God says this, He goes, We're going to start your Exodus tomorrow. But here's what you need to understand. I want you to mark this moment. Why? Because we're getting back into rhythm. He introduces him back into months, he introduces him back into years, okay? And then as you move forward from that moment, God leads him out. He, gets them to the Red Sea and all of that. We know all the story. You know what else he starts to do? Into? He introduces them back again to their Sabbath. He introduces them back again to what's called the festivals and the feasts. He introduces them back again to the, to the year of Jubilee. And there's all these all these sevens that they're supposed to pay attention to. Every seven years, you let the land rest. And every seventh day, you rest. and every, And it's all back into rhythms. And it happens as he moves them out of slavery and into promised land, he introduces them to rhythm. So you with me? He helps them get their rhythm back. And I'm telling you, in this series, if you'd let me, you let God's word work in you, the spirit of God work in you, God's going to help you get your rhythm back. Pastor, I never had rhythm. I couldn't dance. If My life depended on it. We're going to teach you to dance. Okay? Get a little, little kid and play happening. You're going to get I me. Mean, so we're going to be. I'm telling you. This is so important. Can I get a good amen? So here's what I want to do in the, in the moments we have left. Like I said I just want to introduce the conversation. But what I want to do in the moments I have left is get really practical with you about, about some daily rhythms. And this is what we're all going to do it this week. Everybody look at me. This, we're all going to do this this week, right? You don't know what it is yet, but everyone say, okay, okay. I'm gonna say, okay, okay. You in? You in? Come on, you in? This week, we're gonna we're gonna put some daily rhythms in our life, all of us. I'm gonna it's like homework. Next Sunday, be like, how'd you do? You good. Everyone good. I'm gonna do the daily rhythms. So, daily rhythms are important because day your day is the is the building block of your week, which is the building block of your month, the building block of your season, building block. Of, so if you mess up your day, you're gonna mess up your week, right? And so you gotta get yourself in some daily daily rhythms that help you have good weekly rhythms. There's got to be structure in your day. You know that that kids who grow up in a home without structure struggle because they never know what's next, and it feels always a chaotic home doesn't produce health. For health, you have to have structure. We wake up at this time, then we have breakfast, and then we're going to this, and then we're going to that, and when you come home, we're going to do chores, and, gonna, and when you put those structures in place, right, it helps create safety. You need those structures in, in place within within your within uh, your home. I mean, that's why it's so hard, everybody, when you have a, when you have a newborn. Come on, Chris Dobb, it's coming your way right now, like in the next week and a half, right? Him and Carly, baby's coming. What happens is that baby ruins all your rhythms. Come on. Now you're up, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I wanna live in it It's like crazy, because the baby messes up your rhythms. So daily, and I'm not gonna get into all of them, I wanna challenge you to create rhythms in your day, but here's what I want you to think about. Someone say this. This is what you're leaving with today, right? Say, I'm going to show up full. I want you, everyone to say that? I'm going to explain it to me. Show up full. Come on, say it. Someone say, show up full. Oh, come on, Citizens Church. Show up full. full. Okay, look at me. This week, every day, you're going to show up full. I'm going to get crazy practical with you, okay? First thing you're going to do, here's the three things. Here's how you're going to show up full. You're going to have a full night's sleep. I just convicted somebody right now. I know it just happened. Okay. You can have a good breakfast. So I almost call that a full belly. Full night's sleep, full belly, okay? And a full heart. Full night's sleep, full breakfast, or good breakfast, and a full heart. Every single one of us, every day this week, full night's sleep, good breakfast, and a full heart. Well, Pastor Chris, that doesn't have anything to do with Bible or scripture. You, I wouldn't be saying it if it wasn't biblical. Some of you think that has, it's not spiritual. God created rhythms. And part of those rhythms is a daily rhythm of you getting some sleep. Okay? Psalm some, some 127 verse 2 says this. It says, in vain you rise up early and stay up late, toiling for bread to eat. This is the picture of the person like, I gotta get up early. I gotta go to bed away. I gotta work. I gotta work. I gotta I gotta, I gotta work really hard to make a little I bit. I can't. There's no time for sleep. God says, no, listen, here's what I do. I give sleep to my beloved. Like, so how do you know if you're beloved? <laughs> God says, I give you sleep. Like, you just you, like, I just love sleep. Come on, somebody, that is your verse right now. Like, amen. Like, I take a nap in Jesus' name. Like, you need that. Like, this is God. He says, I, here's what I do for my beloved. I don't work them to their bone. I gotta get up. I'm not gonna have bread if I don't. Guys, I'm I'm gonna give you sleep, give you rest, right? Proverbs three twenty four says, "When you lie down, you will not be afraid, and when you rest, your sleep will be sweet." You know God cares about your sleep. He says you need to get sleep. Guys, it's simple. Ready? Your building blocks of your day. To have a good day, you gotta have a good night's sleep. I'm sorry if it feels like I'm parenting some of you in here today. But it's so, I got to bring you back. It's a whole bunch of us running around that need some tough, like, love right now and some simple things. If you don't get good sleep, let me tell you what happens. It drains you, your mental abilities. It puts your physical health at risk. It messes with your memory. Do you know that while you're sleeping, your, 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 your mind is actually taking events through the day and helping build out your memory? If you're not getting enough sleep that is not completed, you actually start to suffer from short-term and long-term memory loss, and it often is tied to the fact that you just not get enough sleep. You're not letting your brain do what it does, how God designed it in the rhythms of life to, to build out memory, to build out what you learned that day and and, and, and experience that day. It's, it's a massive part of the rhythm of your life, and I'm telling you, Biblically, get some sleep. Let your body rest in the way that God's designed it to rest. Um, when you don't get enough sleep, it, it messes with your concentration, your creativity, your problem solving. It makes you moody. Come on, some of y'all moody, just moody. Like, it makes you emotional, right? You become quick-tempered when you're not getting enough sleep. Some of you like, I know some people right now that need this message, right? It's probably you. Okay. A continued lack of sleep, here's how dangerous this gets, a continued lack of sleep can quickly lead to anxiety and depression because you don't have, because you haven't gotten enough sleep, you don't have the bandwidth to deal with what's going to happen that next day. And so what happens is it pushes you into anxiety. Quickly after anxiety, depression follows. And the reality is a lot of it sometimes can be traced back to just your sleep patterns. I mean, God knows what he's doing, everybody. And so a lack of sleep, man, it, it weakens your immune system. It raises your blood pressure on and on and on and on and on. And who are you to think you can get through your day without having a full night's sleep? I don't know if anyone's ever preached on this before, but it's kind of fun, right? <laughs> so adults, you need at least seven hours. I'm just getting crazy practical. You need seven hours of sleep. Get yourself in that rhythm. Get back to it. Come on, just start at the building blocks. And I'm gonna I'm gonna speak this over all of you uh, uh, high school, junior high parents. Allow them, right? They actually need eight to ten hours of sleep. Like some of you, are like man, they've been sleeping forever. Their bodies need that, and it's okay. Just get into bed earlier, all right? So look at me, everybody. Me, guys, ready? So this is my next generation too. Like, look at me. Put down your stinking phone at night. Come on, amen. <laughs> Those was all the mommies and daddies, all right? It's like for them, like, it's so convicting. Oh, my gosh, right? <laughs> come on. What happens is you, you crawl into bed at 9, 10, whatever that is. some of you 11, 12, 13. And you get on the phone, Instagram. And that blue light, actually, you guys, come on. You know this, right? It, 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 it actually creates what the sun does to us, and it wakes, it wakes you up. And you sit there like, I don't know why I can't sleep. Ah! <laughs> so get really practical. Take your phone. We did this with all of our kids. Parents, here you go. It's free. We take their phones, take all of their d- digital stuff, and at night when they were going to bed, we would charge. We had a charging station that was not anywhere near their rooms, and we would take everybody's phones and everything, and we put it there. And all night, that's where it would charge. We don't. We don't. It's not happening in your room because you need a good night's sleep, and you get on that darn thing, and you're just up, and you're going, and your brain, and you cannot sleep. You have got to first get that out. Find your, find your sleep patterns. For me. Um, I told you, get real practical. For me, um, there's an app. <laughs> there's an app called Calm. I don't know if you ever heard of the app called Calm. And there's this guy that that reads you a story. And man, my goodness, if I can't sleep, I put on a little, little Calm, telling me a story about lavender fields, and I'm just like, <laughs> done. Google has that every night. Hey Google, play. Come on, Tatum, what is it? Play. Uh, hey Google, play country night sounds. And I get a little crickets in the background. Come on, somebody, it's like, out, out. So everyone, come on, full night's sleep. Stay with me, full night's sleep. And I know, listen, everybody, you might think that that's silly, but I just let God's word speak to you. I'm just trying to pastor you. We gotta have a daily, daily rhythms, okay? Good night's sleep. Like, you're gonna have a good breakfast, right? You get up in the morning, Build yourself out enough time to have breakfast. Some of you, you wake up, you're like, oh my gosh, like, especially like students, right? They wake up, you hear them wake up, <laughs> feet hit the ground, they leave to go to school because they're late, they're late to school. I don't know if that happens in your house. Anybody, can I get a, a no. That was my son, my daughters, they don't do that. But you, gotta have, you have to have a healthy breakfast. The same thing with, with your sleep. Food does the same thing. Like it helps the nourishment you need, the energy you need for the day, for your creativity, for your focus. It all happens in those moments where you're, you're having a good breakfast and you're getting yourself well fed. You guys are going, where's the scripture reference for that? I want you to read. I don't have enough time for it. But first first Kings, verse chapter 19. Verses 5 through 9, Elijah is in a state of depression. He literally, right before this moment, he literally right before, no, take that down. That's not it. He literally right before the moment says, he says, I, I feel like dying. I can't do this anymore. And here's what, we're going to do it anyway. I said I don't have time, but we do have time, I guess. He, he lays down to sleep underneath the broom tree, right? This is Elijah. He's about ready to commit. He literally is. He goes, I don't know if I want to live anymore. And what does God do? God doesn't show up and go, come on, Elijah, you could do it. Come on, you can make it through another day. There's no pep talk from God. Here's what happens. God says an angel, he and he's taking a nap under the tree. God says an angel. He says while he was sleeping, the angel touched him and said, "Get up and eat, have some breakfast." Right? He looked around and there was beside his head some baked bread, on hot stones, and a jar of water. God said, "Here's what I'm going to do to help you with your depression. You're going to have a good night of sleep, you have some rest. And when you wake up, I'm going to have made you some toast and some and some water." Okay. And then watch this, so he ate and he drank and he laid down again, took a nap. The angel of the Lord came and touched him and said, get up and eat some more or the journey ahead of you will be too much for you. Come on, somebody. Take your sleep, get up and eat or God's word to you or the journey ahead of you will be too much for you. There's your Bible verse. I'm telling you, some of you, the core issues in your life are not that you got to figure this out, figure that. you got to figure this out because it's, it's the foundation for you to be able to do all that God's called you to do in your day. And if you are, if you are not obeying God here or aligning yourself with the rhythms of his word here, it's going to show up in all sorts of unhealthy ways as you move through your day. Come on, amen? So get a good night's sleep. Get yourself some breakfast. <laughs> Aren't you glad you came to church today, buddy? There you go. Hey, listen, last one. So full night's sleep. Good full belly, that's so cheesy, but I love it, and a full heart, okay, a full heart. Let let me explain this to you. People live their lives, and I promise I'll close, and you could, worship team could come up and help me. People live their lives all around you today, carrying this bucket inside their heart. There's this bucket that when they leave the home, they're they're looking to fill it constantly. This is most people today. So I, I, I need you to affirm me and I, I need you to love me and I, I need you to accept me and I, and I, and I, I need you to, and I, and I need, and we, we leave the house in need. So you leave, this is most of the world, they leave going, I just need, would you, and, and I'm going to go to work, I'm going to work really hard because I need you. And, 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 and it's all this need and, and people, we're trying to get people to pour into our bucket and fill our, fill our bucket, but the problem is your, your bucket has some holes in it and the other problem is, is what you're trying to get from people to fill your bucket. God never intended to fill your bucket. You are not, look at me, you are not supposed to leave your house trying to get the world to fill your bucket. You're supposed to leave your house already full. I've already got all I need. How does that happen? And you've got to do this, please, come on. You're gonna do it this week. How does that happen? Jesus modeled it for us. It tells us that he had in his life a rhythm of prayer. He spent time with his father all the time, all the time. Do you know when he did it? Anytime works, but what's it say? Mark 1, 35, very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place where he did what? He prayed, he got up. Jesus did this. And who do you think you are? Thinking you can make it through a day without having spent time in God's presence. The presence of God. God is always with you. Come on, you know that. But you stopping to recognize the presence of God to spend time with your heavenly father fills your bucket. Watch this. Watch. Let me explain it to you. The disciples are watching Jesus constantly do this. I mean, they prayed, right? They prayed. Come on, you with me? The disciples prayed. They were good Jewish boys, and they other, but they're watching Jesus pray. And there's something different about the way Jesus prays. So they go, Jesus, teach us to pray. teach us to do what you do, because what you do, there's like power in it. What you do seems to sustain you. What you do, see, like you are just you walk, you're literally walking on water. Help me out, Jesus. What do you do? So what do you do when you pray? And Jesus, what did he do? He gave them a model. And what was the model? He said, when you pray, pray like this. This is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven. Say it with me. Our Father. Please listen to me. Listen, what is Jesus doing? He is giving you the context of your time with God. It is a picture. You are to picture yourself as a child Before their father. And a biblical father, friends, listen to me, loves you already. Accepts you already. Right? Brings you in already. Listen, a a father, biblically, is not waiting for you to do this before he accepts you. He just, come on, he already does. A father accepts you, and he protects you, and he welcomes you. He he defends you. He's for you. You see, a biblical father. So now watch. When I can get in the presence of God and realize that he's my father, and I already in him have all the love I need, all the acceptance I need, all the, all the validation I need, I already have everything I need in him. Now I, I leave full. I'm already full. Listen, I don't need you to accept me. I'm already accepted. I don't need you to love me. I'm already loved. I don't need you to value me. I'm already valued. Listen, I don't need you to affirm me. Oh, I've been affirmed already before I got here today. I don't need, see, my bucket's full already. You're designed to live from full. Stop, yeah, I'm, I'm giving you, right now, listen, you fire everybody else from trying to fill your bucket. Hey, dear, dear family, you're fired. Dear, dear crazy friends, y'all fired, right? Dear Instagram, you're fired. I don't need validation. For, I already have it. Jesus told the woman at the well, you drink of this water and you, you're you going to thirst again. Why am I so thirsty? You're drinking, you drinking the wrong water. Get up every morning. And let him, God just fill your bucket. Re- let them remind you who you are so you can show up full. Someone say, show up full. Someone say, show up full. Come on, say, show up full. All week, you're going to show up full. It's a, it's a rhythm, okay? And we're starting with the basics. We'll get into some other stuff next week. But, man, we can't, we can't go into what your week looks like until you can. We're going to master our days, amen? And the rest of your day, I know it's going kind to of stuff that but, but if I could just give you three. All week. Here's your homework. You in? You in? Okay, here's your homework. Get yourselves seven, eight hours of sleep. So that means you might have to set an alarm and get your ability to go change your habits. Do it. Hey, Give yourself enough time in the morning to have a good breakfast before you leave. And give yourself enough time to get to God's presence and let him fill you before you go headed off into your big old hectic day and everything. See, like I'm telling you, show up to work already full. Show up to school already full. Show up to to any environment you go into. You're already full in Jesus' name. And do it every single day. Jesus did it all the time. You need to do it all the time. I need to do it all the time, everybody. Come on. We're going to get ourselves into some rhythm. Amen? Some rhythm. I'm going to teach you to dance, okay? In Jesus' name.